All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I am Jonathan Taylor, along with Mr. Sean Oso McCool. Oso. Sean, today you got out. Some, do you like that? You like that? I Oso? love it. I love it. Yeah. I love that. Oso it's, McCool. It's like my fight name. If I was ever going to get into MMA or something, <laughs> that would be my middle name. You look like an MMA fighter with that beard. You know? Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> Yeah, so we got some special guests in the green room today, too. Two guests. That's right. We're going to be talking about SEO with kind of asking the question. We're going to be interrogating our guest um, about SEO and persuasion. Like, do they go together? Do they mix? Do they not? Uh, We'll also get into some, like, how is AI affecting SEO? So these are two SEO experts. We will be drilling them on that kind of stuff. And I think... I don't think they have an alcoholic beverage on on tap today, but they do have some beverages. So we'll just go ahead and bring them in for the fun. I think okay. you're drinking from the same as from the last episode. Yep. There's no need to. So we'll just run through you. this pretty quick. <laughs> um, yeah, let's go ahead and welcome Brittany and Michael to the show. Hey guys. Welcome hey. to the show. Thanks for having us. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Keep it coming. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's see you do your Brendan Burchard dance across the stage. (laughs) So is that Filori? Filori, right? Yes. Filori. And Michael doesn't have a last name, which is good because I can't pronounce it anyway. Like Prince. How do you say your last name, Michael? Because I'm Uh, Borgelt. Borgelt, just like it looks, but I always want to, I always want to soften the G. I think. Yeah, a lot of people most of the time don't get it right. Yeah, so you might as well just leave it off, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just easier. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so we usually have a beverage. Uh, Brittany, you brought some water, and I thought this was interesting, so I wanted to share this real quick. Because, you know, water is not what it used to be, right? I mean, water used to be, like, especially with Jonathan and I, uh, I don't know how old you are, Michael. Brittany, you're younger. So, you know, you know, we did the garden hose thing. But water now, like, i got to add this to the screen. I don't know if you've seen this guy, Brittany. What kind of water are you drinking? Nice. Yeah, no, I've got my sparkling water right here. Okay. <laughs> so this guy, um, America's only only water sommelier. Oh. How about this? The guy's name is Martin Reese, and he literally goes around and gives classes on the different tastes of water. So Brittany, you do have a do you have a favorite water? It's a thing. Yeah, I do. I really do. Um, you know, like I can't stand Dasani water and I have no idea why. But it's it, oily, that's why. It, it's a thing. There are different flavors of different different water. textures. Yeah, yeah. Aquafina is the way to go. That's the good yeah. one. Yeah. But does the guy get does he have a pin? Like sommeliers do as a Oh, he does like full on yeah, I don't know. I don't know uh, if he's got levels yet or you know, black belts or brown belt. I don't know what belt he is right now. But yeah, but he does the whole, he'll do like things in New York where like people pay to come and taste water, just like a wine tasting. Like yeah. that's brilliant. Brilliant marketing right there. That's great. So, um, so yeah, what kind of water do you have there, Brittany? Just give us uh, a brand. Give just, us a shout out. LaCroix. LaCroix. Uh, LaCroix water. Awesome. Yeah, okay. My, my family flavor? likes that as well. It's their black raspberry. It's oh, pretty yeah. good. I've had that. It's like yeah. a fruit roll up to me. Yeah. So, oh. you know, it's kind of sweet. Liquid fruit roll up. I love it. Yeah. And Michael, you're just having, you're having Gatorade, right? Uh, I'm having G0 watching the calories. So, oh, okay. yeah. You getting hydrated for a golf game or something? Yeah, or just... It brings me back to my basketball days. Uh, it makes okay. me remember when I used to be sweating in the gyms in the summer, losing, you know, 15 pounds every day. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> No, I just gained the 15. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'm having uh, a go-to, I'm having a Shiner Bach, good old Texas Shiner Bach. Mm-hmm. I won't get into rating it or anything. I've had it several times before on the show. And Jonathan, you're having the same thing you had last episode, right? Same thing. Same All thing. Right. I'm not even going to show it. Well, let's go ahead and cheers it up anyway. So yes. we'll go ahead and cheers to, this, to a good episode. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> Y'all like our fancy sound effects. <laughs> yeah. I like the applause. Yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not too proud to beg. 
Yeah. We need a laugh track as well. That's right. Uh, <laughs> gotta bring it all the, all the way home. So, all right. Well, uh, Brittany, since you're the CEO now of 51 Blocks, I'm going to let you do the introductions and introduce yourself. And I guess if you want to let Michael introduce himself or you can introduce for him either way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, maybe the owner should start with, with his introduction and then. I'll He's go. turned all power over to you. That's what I understand. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. No, I've, uh, I've been here for six years with 51 Blocks. Um, just recently became the CEO, which is exciting, but I've learned from a great CEO. So hopefully I can fill his, his shoes in the role. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an exciting around for Michael. <laughs> yeah. Now, Michael, maybe you can tell him a little bit about our story. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I started the company in 2009. I was actually, uh, I'll just say born and raised in Minnesota. The reason I say that is kind of the ethics we built the agency around. And then, uh, you know, I, was, I had a ref, I refereed college basketball for a long time, uh, refereed Division One, refereed in the NBA in 2009 during the strike season, refereed four games there, um, then, you know, kicked off this agency and became a white label agency, or kicked off the agency in 2009, became a white label agency in 2015 because I suck at sales. No more than that <laughs> reason right there. Um, but, uh, and we're really good at executing. And then fast forward to Brittany submitted her resume. She tells me she had to submit it. She submitted the job twice. The first time I didn't even uh, give her an interview. Uh, the second time she got hired and was promoted within three weeks. Like pretty much her, my right hand person. Uh, I could see very quickly how bright and intelligent she is and how, you know, it's all about filling those spots where, you know, uh, you're weak, right? I'm not really good at managing people, to be honest. And she's an amazing people manager. Like I always say, she can fire people, and they say thank you at the end of that. Right? It's pretty amazing <laughs> that she has amazing uh, skill to be able to let somebody is. go like that. It is. It is, and that's how that's how I was. I was like, thank you for taking over my company. I'm <laughs> like, Whoa. yeah. No, uh, no, she's uh, she's been great. It's been a great journey, and I'm really excited to see where she can go and take the company now. So cool. Very cool. Well, let's uh, jump in. You know, I've been working with you guys, um, you know, through uh, one of my clients, Rudy, Rudy Mount, Rudy Moore. Um, I still can't say his name. years. doesn't (laughs) look right. Um, Yeah. So we we talked, y'all are rolling out and y'all are continuing to expand the brand and things like that. So we just, you know, I thought it'd be a cool episode to talk about SEO and persuasion because I think a lot of people and John feel free to jump in with questions like a lot of people feel like SEO is um, kind of a thing you have to do or it's kind of um, maybe it's a little just straight laced and boring you know back in the day it was keyword stuffing so tell us like what is SEO and why is it important let's start with kind of the 30,000 foot view and then we'll kind of work down cool Um, what is SEO search engine optimization? I mean, essentially if your demographic goes to search in order to find a solution, you're going to want to take part in that marketing channel. Um, that's to put it in like the most basic context that we can. Um, Michael, anything to add to that? No, I just think about the days when, when I would talk to people and they didn't even know what SEO was. Yeah. Right? Like they were like, what you do? What? Like what? And now I say it, they're like, Oh, you're one of those guys. Yeah, right. Now right. it's like everybody and their, and their brother does it. Right. So it's just this whole circle that I've lived through. That's been so interesting to trying to educate people. No, people are going to be online. They are searching and now they are. And, you know, even now when I talk to people, they're like, Oh, you can manipulate those results. People, don't understand that you can do that. And that's what SEO is at the end of the day, right? Is really manipulating the first page or second page of Google to drive traffic. Right. That's the, the O, right? The optimization. Yeah. Because, yep. I mean, SEO has always been relevant. It's just the fact that, you know, everybody's caught up into the, I want it now. Whereas, yeah. um, you know, that's one of the benefits obviously of paid ads and things like that you know people gravitate to but you spend a lot of money i find that people that don't know how to do ads correctly they end up spending a lot of money a small fortune and with nothing to show for it when you know honestly you know seo if done the right way if you understand or if you hire the right people and you you guys will get into that or find the people that know how to do seo correctly um, can be a much longer investment, long, you know, a long-term investment on, 
on your content because, you know, you stop advertising, you stop paying for those ads and that stops immediately, but you do proper SEO correctly. You build that the right way and that pays dividends for a long time. Yeah. We talk a lot about that too. It's like uh, renting versus owning. That's yeah. the model that we usually mm-hmm. use. And, and a big part of that is that when you own your space, you're building trust over time. Yeah. And that's essentially why we say you're, you know, it's the long-term strategy for sure. And ads, I mean, to your point, a lot of people throw money at ads and there's no real strategy taking place. They're just throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something that you know, sticks. And I think there's a misconception that you can spend $200 and get a hundred leads. Um, you know, and, and these days it's really expensive. So it's, it's good to be honest with people. If if they don't have a lot of marketing dollars, SEO is a great way to actually make some good progress and Mm -hmm. have those results stand the test of time versus ads where we're turning them on and off. Yeah. And then there's also the third, uh, component, which I guess is social media, right? That is a lot of people think it's free, but it's not, it's very time intensive, you know, and all the other things, you know, or it's, you're paying somebody to do it, you know, so either way, no matter which route you go, you're paying something. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of people miss that. They think SEO is either, you know, if you do it yourself, it's, it's free, but it's still your time. And then, uh, same with social media, you got a lot of time invested. Yeah, yeah. I, the thing I always say about social media, though, is it's usually at the top of the funnel versus SEO is at the bottom of the funnel, yeah. right? Mm. So social is very much you're looking at your friends, checking, oh, I didn't need to get that landscaping done for that. <laughs> yeah. that have, right? Yeah. Where SEO is you're going out and searching for it, and that's, you know, the, you talk about persuasion. That's where it has to happen on social right. at the highest level, right, is people aren't looking for it. Now you got to get a brand awareness or at least awareness from the customer stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. The, you know, that's the buyers are, it's all about intent, right? In search marketing, right? They're, they're already of the mindset. I I need to find this thing or this answer or whatever, whether it's a product or not, but they're looking for something. Whereas if you're on social, you're scrolling and direct response is all about interruption and interrupting what they're already doing. Whereas with SEO, you're joining them in what they're trying to find. Does that, does that make sense? Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I think with SEO, you take them on a full journey. Usually there's everything from the blog that's going to educate them to a service page that's going to actually convert them. So I think SEO encompasses a lot of that uh, buyer's journey, whereas like social and everything, you're trying to get that quick conversion as uh, so you have to be a lot more persuasive for sure. So you mentioned, I remember um, we were talking before, Brittany, you mentioned something about um, how SEO has changed over the years. And it's not as much about, uh, well, just go ahead and cover that. Like, how has SEO changed over the last five, 10 years? It changes every month is what what it actually (laughs) feels like around here. Yeah, Um, yeah, I mean, Michael could probably give you the full 20 year landscape better than I can, but. Cause Brittany's only 22 years old. So. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I look great for my age. Um, no, I, I think, you know, in the last couple of years, we've, we've really seen that it's all about authority um, more than anything. And now it's leaning more towards experience. Uh, so we can talk a lot about how that's going to feed into AI, of course, but I think our jobs are very much changing in the way that we market. I think it's, it has to do a lot with, um, how AI is rolling out, how Google is picking it up, you know, what is actually converting someone these days. It does look different. I think the pandemic also had a lot to do with the way that we changed our ways of marketing. Um, everybody's online now, right? We saw a huge increase in people going to digital marketing in general mm-hmm. after that. So that was a, a big shift for us. But SEO is no longer you know, putting in some keywords here and there and making sure that like the technical areas are covered. It's just all encompassing. And I mean, it's everything from understanding what is really going to drive someone to click on a search result all the way to what's going to convert them on the website and every little placement of that design or of that, you know, of those words. So I think it's, it's just much bigger and broader than it used to be where we could just kind of plug into things and get results. So what do you mean when you say authority versus experience? Explain, if you can explain that to what do you mean by that? I, I get the authority, but experience yeah. versus experience, is that the amount of 
content or the amount, the, the relevant content over time? Um, what, what is that? Yeah. So and Michael and I actually have probably a better example of this. He was playing with one of the sites that he owns, but you know, your authority is who they know, like, and trust, right? right? So these are people that we know online as experts. Our experiences are all unique and Google is looking now for opinions. And I uh, think that's where our experience, you know, we talk a little bit about AI. That's one thing that AI hasn't yet done is mm. created the human experience. As we sit in this room, all four of us are probably having a different experience in this podcast. Mm -hmm. So that's where it's really important to have those opinions. And, and Michael, maybe you can share more about that. I'm missing what you're trying to lead me to. <laughs> so you can talk a little bit about uh, cost hack and where we put opinions on the posts. Got it. So what was interesting is I bought this website for a decent amount of money. Right. Um, and about three months later, it completely tanked, right? And that was right around the time that Google released this, the new EAT algorithm, right? And my website was, was had a lot of content, but it didn't have a lot of authority, mm -hmm. right? It, had, it didn't have authorship, right? Google wants to know who's speaking on the site, sure. right? And as soon as I started to add those elements into these things, the site has just started to recover slowly, but... Not back to pre-purchase price, unfortunately, but uh, we're working our way back up there. That it, I mean, honestly, it made me dive back into SEO all over again and like renew my eyes over uh, instead of like twenty years of doing it. I had to be like, what? What just happened? Right? Like, <laughs> I just I am I had the ten thousand hours of I was an expert, right? And then all of a sudden it was gone. I was sure. Like, How did I miss this? Yeah. Right? And this major rollout caused me to kind of relearn everything. We brought a lot of this stuff into the agency as well as part of things we need to execute and, and be experts in the space and have a voice and, and, and things like that. And that's, it's not something I necessarily enjoy and I'm introvert, right? I don't like speaking out and that's why I like a white label company because other people yeah. do sales, right? But it's uh, it's something that, uh, you know, has happened and we, we've learned from it and it's it's been a costly lesson, I'll say. But uh, something we needed to learn, I think, as an agency as well. So, so what is authorship? Like, what what is what do you mean by that, and what does Google mean by that? Go, Bernie. <laughs> uh, essentially, it means that you know the author, the person who's putting the blog on the website, is someone who, if I was to Google them, I would find articles on. Right? They are a trusted resource giving mm -hmm. this information to the user, and that's what it means to have like author pages. Those are now becoming a pretty standard part of SEO um, and making sure that the person who we're saying is giving this information on the website is also somebody who is relatable, who has the experience, who has the background. Um, and that's a, a big part of making sure that we're giving quality information, I think, versus like the good old like user admin who's posting the blog, right? That's, that's not the way to do it anymore. Well, so just think about who you listen to, right? Yeah. If Elon Musk writes something, we all read it more than if Sean McCool writes something. Yeah. Right. Like it's just <laughs> stupid. I hate it that. is stupid because <laughs> they don't know, but you know what I mean? It's just, it's natural by, by, by yeah. what we do and how we do it. And that's what's so that, more mirroring now. So that's, that sounds a little depressing. Like if I'm starting <laughs> off in a new niche or I want to change career, you know, my career path. Yeah. So like, how do I, how do I develop authorship? Cause obviously it feels a little bit like a catch 22 from what I'm hearing yeah. you say. It's like, you gotta be a big name to get the results, but how do you become a big name if you're starting out in the world? Yeah. You know? I think paying for some PR isn't a bad idea. We did this with Michael, um, where we were able to get his various news outlets and articles and things of that nature. And then he has a website. So we kind of tied it all in. Um, that's not a bad way to get started. You can buy, you know, a little bit of PR and, and get your name out there. Also your socials, right. That has a lot to do with it too. So making sure that you're active on your social media and making sure that you do have your name on various platforms. That's a good way to tie it in. Um, so yeah. I mean, I think those are all like basic ways that you could go about doing. I think it was interesting to work with mine because, you know, my first part of my life after college was referee and stuff. Right. And then yeah. now it's, or it has been SEO stuff. And, to redo that was a bit weird. So, <laughs> not in the same niche at all. Yeah, different niche for sure. Yeah. Um, what does okay, so buying PR look like today? I mean, what does that uh, <laughs> get, get into that? Because I mean, 
I know that's changed a lot, but if you could explain. I mean, it's Michael, would you like to lend your experience? (laughs) I actually ran Michael's for a while. I would say it's not the most fun experience, but, um, you know, it can be tough. I think, uh, if you're going to go out to a PR firm, make Mm -hmm. sure that they obviously know how to write, um, really well they're going to be the ones who are writing your persona online. So it's really important. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't have a company that you feel like is doing the best job, put someone in place who knows you really well. This is what I did for Michael. Um, when we did his, it was like, you know, me kind of making sure that his image looked good or, you know, what they were saying made sense. Um, but yeah. But, theory, to be honest, that's what it was. She like knows more things about me than I know about me. Yeah, I could steal his identity today. Yes, I, I do. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's really what it looks like. You're you're getting people who are going to create your image, um, and essentially just go kind of publicize it out there for you. You get those links. You start getting uh, more recognition online. Uh, it's a slow. It's a slow rollout, I would say. Sure. You know, this isn't something that's going to happen overnight. But I think if you do it in a really quality way, it can be really beneficial later on for you. And you're in what you're doing. You're taking the after you've gotten someone to write that uh, the press release. You're sending that out to, I guess, a PR uh, site that sends it out to all of these PR agencies or. Yeah, usually it's published. Those those agencies you typically go to are going to publish it on new sites for you. Yeah, they do all of the heavy lifting for sure. They cool. they build those relationships for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what you can do to tie it back into SEO is you can you know you can kind of uh, we we built Michael an author page like on our website. So if Google was going to crawl it, we were going to be able to say, hey, look, this author has all of these different news outlets talking about him too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back when you had to submit for verification through like Facebook, they wanted something like that. They wanted to make sure that you were out there. So yeah, there's lots of cool ways you can reuse that kind of stuff too. Cool. And how tight does that authorship need to be? Like how tight of a niche, you know, I mean. Related to what you're talking about. I think it does need to be pretty connected. Um, Yeah. You know, we actually wondered that Michael had, I think, in something out there about the NBA. And we were like, will this actually benefit us at the end of the day? Um, I think if it comes from a big website, it could certainly benefit as far as like the authority goes. Um, but topic wise, topic relevance is really important. So it is something to keep in mind. I would say you probably want to keep it pretty closely tied to whatever you're talking about. I think that was a perfect example. It's like good authority, not good expertise, right? Me being on whatever websites about giving Kobe Bryant a technical, right, was all over the internet, but it makes me an authority, but not an expert, right, in the SEO space, which is what Google wants both, right? So that's that's a good delineation of those two things. Now I got to go figure out how to give uh, Neil Patel a technical or something. <laughs> that everybody, or uh, uh, Vander, uh, Gary Vanderchuk. Yeah. You, you could probably do that. You could probably... Uh... You could probably make that happen in a that's do awesome. It. So like I didn't realize you're an NBA ref. That's cool. Yeah, I see the Celtics hat there, my friend. Huh? No, this I is a little lucky. That's a little. Oh, got it. All right. Got it. But yeah, I do like the Celtics, but uh, it's got it. <laughs> yeah, we're we're Southern boys, so can't go that far north. Yeah, so that makes sense. So how outside of PR is there are there ways to use SEO articles, blog posts? Um, different things to build that expertise and things like that. So that when the PR does hit, it's, it's got more legs or like, is there, what's the roadmap? What's the game plan? Yeah. To build, to build more authority online. I mean, I think it's also doing stuff like this, build relationships. Um, Relationship building is something that's really important in marketing in general. But as you do that, I mean, just doing something like this alone, right? A collaboration. A lot of influencers do this these days, right? Where they collaborate with each other to to borrow each other's authority. That's going to be a really big way, I think, going forward in this world of, of content creation that we start to pick up on things outside of blog posts, outside of traditional PR. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um Reminds me of the syndicate for our listeners who were around back in the day, the salty droid and the syndicate when all the internet marketers got together and were like using each other's list. Yeah. I mean, they still do it, but 
it was all controversial back in like 2010, 2012, but that's what they were doing. They were just all getting together and selling each other's products, you mm-hmm. know, stuff AARP has been doing for 50 <laughs> years. Like, it's nothing new. Um, so yeah. So, so you would take an author page and put like, if you're on a podcast then you would link to it on that author page, you just all your different me- appearances. Is that yeah, we've done kind of that. Stuff goes on an author page. It's kind of like your author bio, right? Who are you? What do you do? What the biggest thing you're trying to answer is what makes you an expert? And is if, this like taking the place of an about page now, or is it? It's close. I would say okay. instead of an about, you know, an about page is about the company. Um, if you're the owner of a company, we're trying to create author bios. That's the goal of this. Um, mm-hmm. That's where we're trying to show the individual expertise. Why would? Michael be an expert of SEO, right? So we have Michael's bio, which is basically going to say his background in SEO. And then we're going to have him linked out to all these different articles talking about him as an expert in this space. So it's going to lend to credibility, which is really important as well. All right. Um, Go ahead, Jonathan. Yeah. So let's talk about the big one, like AI. Um, You know, obviously that's, that's, top of mind with a lot of people today. How is that influencing SEO and content marketing? And if you use AI, which I'm sure a lot of people on here, you know, a lot of our listeners do, you know, for content, is that a strike? Is that an SEO strike? Is that a negative when it comes to the uh, Google search rankings? I'll I'll start with this. I remember sitting, um, you know, I'm on my couch here uh, in January, <laughs> just being watching AI come out and playing with Chat GPT at the end yeah. of December, beginning of January, and just being like, "Oh my gosh, my life's over!" Right? <laughs> I, I, uh, it's it's done. This sure. killed SEO, right? Yeah. And you always see those you see those things over the last ten years. You know, is SEO dead? Yeah. Right. And it's yeah, always it's SEO. Thing, right. It's always been over yeah, and over. Yep. And this isn't going to kill SEO either. That's the funny thing at the end of the day is even though I was like all wrapped up into it, I was like, you know what? There's still going to be people that need to execute the AI for the websites or those things to create the SEO so that it happens. Is it easier? Yes. Is it easier for somebody like me? Absolutely. Because I suck at writing, right? I'm much like programmers don't write at all. They just write in gibberish, right? So um, being able to tell something to write something for you is is definitely a benefit. I do think it needs to have an opinion. I think people very quickly have learned how to read, oh, that article's AI, right? Because it has a certain flow to it always, sure. right? Yeah. If you don't know how to use it, yeah. I, yeah, I would yeah. argue that, that yeah. if you know how to use it, you can get around that. Correct, sure, yes. But most people, people don't. Correct, most of the times I see it, like, it was funny, I was going back and forth with somebody on a support ticket for uh, the hosting company that I run and every time he, re- he would respond in AI and it was this long response of wow I really appreciate your insight yeah. all this stuff and I was just like well that's very nice <laughs> right I appreciate <laughs> you telling me but I, then I'd write back with like two sentences right just to yeah. be like I know you're using AI to get this but anyway yeah. how about you what do you think about in regards to SEO yeah just one of us. Sorry. You, you Brittany. Me. Okay. Um, I'm on the other side of the coin. When Michael was uh, freaking out about it, I was like, oh, cool. This is like exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have two different sides of it. And we all experience this. So there's definitely been moments where I'm like, oh, geez, like what's going to happen in the future? You either become reactive or proactive when it comes to this new stuff. This is what happened when voice search was a thing. Like we were all like, ah, you know, suddenly it wasn't going to be the same anymore. And guess what? It's still the same. So it's it's really a matter of like, how are we going to use this tool to our advantage? I think what will happen for us in the SEO world is clients or, or people are going to start wondering, well, what else am I going to get out of this now that I know you can create a piece of content in like a click of a button? What else are you going to give me for my campaign? Like it'll start turning into how can SEOs add more value to what they used to do? Because clients are catching on to the fact that we don't need to spend all these hours and hours creating, right? right. So I think that that's going to change the landscape for the actual marketers um, and, and certainly content writers. Like 
this is going to hurt an industry. There are certain subsets of our world where someone just specifically has one role. And I think that those are are drastically going to change. But to Sean's point, these will be the people that learn how to teach others the inputs and how to use it and what's the smartest way to use it, right? Because not everybody's going to know that. And I do think that from an SEO side of things, we talked a little bit about the human experience. It still isn't quite there. You're still going to need a human being to go in and adjust things, add in the, the client's branding or stuff like that, right? There's a lot of this stuff it can't pick up yet. So I do think that we need a smart person to run it. Um, and, and certainly it's more efficient now for us, but how are we going to be able to use this to add more value is where our mind should really be at. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of being afraid of it, because I, I think that it's just inevitable, right? At some point, we'll have a click of a button to optimize an entire website. You won't have to manually go in and do all of these other things. So it's coming, but it's exci- I think it's exciting to see where this world ends up going in sure. digital. Yeah. So I want to, I'm going to share, I'm going to share the screen real quick for those listening. You can always uh, go to the website, look <laughs> at episode 315 so you can see where you're at. But so this thing, uh, and, and I know it's something they're still testing, right? So on the right, when you do a Google search right now, you yeah. get this little Bard slash chat GPT pop up on the right. Um, and if I were to do, um, you know, how do I crate train my puppy, right? That would be a tr- classic, probably SEO type article, right? Mm-hmm. Um and right now, like you, you get these, first of all, the first two are always two or three are usually sponsored. Let's see that one, the, it didn't pop up. So that's interesting that sometimes it pops up, sometimes it doesn't, mm-hmm. or down here actually. Or if that's not the ads, they got to get paid. For- I, yeah, I guess they're pushing it down <laughs> now. So I guess my question is like, why would I read this when this does a quick summary? And how do yeah. you make this stand out when you get a quick summary over here on the right? And where is this coming from? Like, can I get my stuff in here? Um, yeah. It doesn't, like, it obviously doesn't source or cite. Yeah, this yet. is the chat GPT version for Google. Yeah. I think it, I mean, from my perspective, it has to do with who's using this and what pertains to their level of learning or knowledge or where they want to go with it, right? So, like, the person who's looking for a quick tip is probably going to stare at that and go, awesome. Like, that just told me what I need to. But the person researching is probably going to click on a couple of different links, right? right? The person who's more visual is going to go to YouTube and they're going to look at videos. Whatever it is, I think it's going to have to do with how we digest information and who ends up looking where because if you look at google there's a million different ways we can we can click on stuff right and they're all a little bit different so i think that's going to be a big part of how all of this ends up playing out i do think that like at our agency we don't put a ton of emphasis on blog posts as something that's conversion like oriented uh we we very much talk about content silos and the fact that our blog posts essentially support the rest but this is the type of tool that's digesting all of that blog content right and just spitting out the summary which is in our world like okay it's not going to necessarily hurt a ton when our job is to really drive traffic to service pages and pages that convert um i don't know michael if you have an opinion on that oh yeah i just saw you pull that up and it reminded me of this long when I was teaching, when I was coaching this kid, and we'd be running through these plays, and I was like, he's, he, he wouldn't play Division One basketball. And I'm like, how can't you understand what we're doing here on this offense, right, as we're going through it? And I took him back into one of the classrooms. We drew on the board, and immediately he got it, right? So everybody learns differently is my big point there, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. Some learn listening to stuff. Some people read. Some people watch, right? And that's what Google is trying to address in all those spaces. It's just because the snippet on the side is there. I may not want to read it. I want to watch it. I want to listen to it. Whatever it might be, the, the different avenues to get and if you have those avenues and help and help with those with visuals and different things that tell the story better than other people do that's how i think google ends up rewarding the site right and it's not like sean like with the topic you just pulled to an seo our job is to work on those transactional keywords our job is to work on the ones that are like really going to drive business um and things like how you create train your puppy are really more educational right ideas right those people aren't really ready to convert anyway they're probably just trying to research for themselves so i think it it comes down to the intent as well we'll see what that means when someone's like 
you know, find me a local business that does this near me and see what that stuff starts to say, if it does. Um, and that could certainly change things for sure. Right. It's interesting that you're getting that, those results. I'm not getting that at all. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the, the thing about Google, right. You're going to get right. what you're, and mine's all over the place. Cause I, you know, as a copywriter, I'm researching different people and different clients. And so my, my results are all over the place. Yeah. 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 It's just they don't know who I am. The world and it, it doesn't, I'm like offended that I'm not getting it. Right. I know. I'm not getting the chat team. So, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I did, I did sign up for Bard when it came out. So maybe that's why mine's showing up more. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. That's a good, um, it's a good point about like the different types of content. Um, cause I know a lot of us, you know, me personally, obviously I'm, I'm gravitate towards writing cause that's just what I'm most comfortable but to see that, yeah, if I were to just turn my blog post or something into a video and put it at the top of the blog, then I get one extra little piece of content to rank and those kind of things. Because I think we all get stuck in our favorite, you know, method of, of sharing information and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, there's something you said, Brittany, that I was going to ask about. Oh, content silos. What is a content silo? Like, I keep hearing about content silo because I'm not in that, in your world. <laughs> what is a content silo? Yeah. How would you define Brittany's it? in her own world. Let's just be. I'm <laughs> always in my own world. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's essentially like if we have, uh, you know, we take a triangle, we have a service page. The page we consider like the money page, the one that's going to convert the traffic, the most interested traffic. Um, at the top, next to that, we have secondary pages. In the SEO world, these can look like location pages or something that's a subset of a category. And then at the bottom, we have the blog posts. These are all the supplementary topics that are just basically going to help push those keywords up. So that's what a silo looks like. Um, usually the most common use of it is that every service, uh, say your chiropractor has, is going to have one of those content silos for each service. And that just helps them uh, with keyword saturation. It helps them really just expand their reach um, and related topics all kind of intertwine. So overall, it just creates like a really healthy um I don't know, just lay out on the site too, in terms of structure that we can talk about a topic without cannibalizing it, you know, and talking about the exact same keyword on multiple pages. So it's just a really good strategic way of laying it out. Is that why you see some sites that they pop up and it's got like the main heading and it's got all the different, is that what you mean by service pages? Like the different pages below it? Yeah. So like your service pages usually are in the navigation, right? And then you, you could second to that, have like an areas we serve kind of, you, you see a lot of those pages pop up. Um, and then of course your blog posts, those are all going to be on their own little, little page. Cool. So how do, if a person wanted to, cause there's a lot of people, you know, who are trying to figure out what to do with their life. They want to, maybe they're, they've got a hobby they want to monetize cause they want to work from home now, you know, with the, you know, since the pandemic and everybody's kind of changed priorities and how they want to work. If I was starting from scratch, um, how would I build out kind of a, a, you know, I'm not an expert. I'm not an authority. How do I get started? Yeah. Yeah. Question, but I mean, I think the first thing to do is to contact us. (laughs) We have the right solution. Um, now what we built was something that was meant to help, anybody really start a digital marketing agency. Um, We do get a lot of people who are coming from the content world where they're not getting clients anymore. They're like, how do I pivot? How do I create something that's my own that that I can have, but I don't know anything about your world and I don't want to do the campaigns. Um, finding a good white label provider, like we have, you know, the, we call it the just sell method. Essentially, you just sell, we do the rest. That allows someone to white label an entire agency. I think we're the only ones currently on the market that do it quite the way we do. Um, but we actually do all of the client management. We support with sales. Uh, so we have sales coaching, sales material, and we also do all of the operation support um, and the fulfillment. So it's if you think of the drop shipping method, we're the agency version of that. Well, that's, that's cool. Pretty, yeah, I that's pretty that. cool. <clears throat> yeah. I was actually thinking about this. Um, like there's a lot of people you know, especially solopreneurs, um, freelancers who could put this on the back end almost as like their high ticket offer. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, you know, if I do, let's say I'm writing a sales page for somebody, I have to be like, oh, by the way, I can handle all this stuff. You know, it's it's a nice little high ticket, higher ticket offer yeah. that I could drop in. Um, and, you know, it wouldn't have to be somebody who just writes <clears throat> writes or anything like that. It could be, um, you know, if I'm coaching someone and they have a business, I can say, like, hey, well, have you heard about my agency, the McCool yeah. agency? Like, we handle this stuff for you. So I think there's a lot That's of people awesome. who could use yeah. something like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get the fun part unless you don't like sales, but you get the fun part, right? You get to build your brand. Um, you get to be able to offer really great products. We, you know, we've been around for a really long time. Michael built this agency off of really excellent customer service. So something that we've always tried to pride ourselves on is, is making sure that the experience for these clients is just as good as the results. Um, so it's, it's a cool product for you to be able to leverage you know, scale an agency, essentially, um, you know, we try and make sure that people double, double our pricing. So there's a 50% margin for you, which is great. And then, <laughs> of course. you know, I've got people who are just like, I want to work three hours a day and be done. And I'm yeah. like, great, do that. Like, that's exactly what you can do. Um, we do everything after cash collected for you under your brand. So it's going to feel like you have overnight basically built an entire structured agency, which is cool. Yeah. So if you're any type of freelancer, solopreneur, service provider, I mean, I mean, literally it may not be a, you'd have to kind of figure out how the segue would work, but even, I mean, I think like if you're an accountant, right. You've already got a book yeah. of clients. You could be like, Hey, I don't know if you know this, but I've got this sister company yeah. I run, you know, that I've created called yeah. whatever agency. Um, cause you're already, cause that's the hardest part is getting people to know, like, and trust you to do business with you. Yeah. So if you already have a book of clients, yeah. so you're this is a your great way to just drop it in. Yeah. So how right. do you, uh, yeah. So how do companies like, you know, as Sean was saying, we have, we work with different, different clients. How do we get started? I mean, how would we want to go about signing up and getting started with, uh, yeah. you guys? So we are, uh, a company that has no partner fees. It's as simple as self-checkout on our website with your first client. Okay. Um, but one thing that people like to do when they get started is head over to our one of our partner centers where it's gonna give you all the sales material, the case studies, mm -hmm. the marketing material. We built most things in Canva so people can take it and rebrand it as their own. Right. Um, we'll even hop on a sales call with you to be able to kind of show you how we pitch it and talk to your prospects while you sit there and take notes. Um, is there yeah, a membership? I mean, is this all, I mean, you guys don't charge a membership up front for, no. for that's, no. that's amazing. Oh, we yeah. should, looks like we should start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, our philosophy is going to work with people who like working with us and to no, be that's awesome. honest, yeah. like it's, it's made our company culture amazing. Uh, yeah. We have people who have been here for four years and tons who have well passed their two-year mark with us. And a lot of it has to do with working with great partners. Um, you know, they make our day a lot easier. So it, it, for us, I think that's how it'll always be. It allows us to, you know, yeah. let people go if they want to move on. We're not the right fit for everybody. We, we're very open in saying that. But for people who want to just sell and, and build a great lifestyle for themselves, um, using this model, I think it works really well because they have a ton of support around them. Sure. We're, we're their biggest cheerleaders for sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I would, I would say that that point right there is uh, I've learned lots of things from Brittany, but one of the biggest things from Brittany is I used to say, but even when she first started working here, Hey, you want me to come mow your lawn? I'll come mow your lawn. Right? Like I'm, a, I'm open for sale kind of stuff. And now she's like, no, we don't work with everybody. Right. If they're not a good partner. They're not a good partner. Sure. And yeah. I've started to see that like it makes my life so much less stressful right and it, it's interesting how that's played out where before i was always like no let's take a check right like let, let's do that and it's it's provided value for our team and that's mm -hmm. how she changed the culture inside of one of the ways she's changed the culture inside of 51 blocks wow so we've talked a lot about seo um but i know your services kind of go beyond that just kind of like what people are probably thinking of seo so can you kind of just talk, Brittany, about the range of services that you offer as a white label. Yeah. 
we do most everything. So we build websites. Um, we have one of the few subscription type services. I think I've maybe seen one, one other company do this, but it's kind of like a cell phone model of websites, which is pretty cool. Uh, we do social media, so we have paid ads and we have organic uh, Google ads and then SEO are kind of our core services. And then Bionic WP is our sister company, Michael Leeds, um, and it's all agency hosting. So Michael can cover what's included there, but that's, we consider it like under the umbrella. Yeah, it's managed WordPress hosting. So if you know like a Flywheel or Kinsta or any of those guys, it's very similar except for better, right? Um, with, better, <laughs> with better service um, and pricing that I think is uh, better for small businesses personally and, and agencies. So. so if I send a client to you guys, and like, so I sold it, I sent a client to you guys, what would you not be doing for them? Cause it sounds like, I mean, I've talked to you several times, Brittany, and it's still hard, a little bit hard for me to wrap my head around like all the stuff you guys do. Um, all the things. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what areas would not be covered? It sounds like you cover. Yeah. So the areas we don't really cover would be like email, um, okay. link building. Um, uh, I know it's a little controversial, but we find that, you know, our partners have link builders if they, if they want to add that on. Um, so those would be the, the really, I think the colder areas, uh, funnel building, stuff like that. That's not uh, something that we do on, on our end. Okay. So you do the website build, but not like a funnel build. Not like a, like a high level. Yeah. Not like automation, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Cool. That's fair. All right. Jonathan, did you have any other questions? Um, yeah, so many. I mean, <clears throat> going back to, you know, companies that want to partner or, you know, affiliate, how, I mean, how simple do, is there a website specific for them that they can sign up and get started? Why don't you explain the difference between being an affiliate and being a partner, right? Yeah, we do have an affiliate program. Okay. Um, if, if anyone wants to get a hold of us, it's as simple as going to 51blocks.com and just filling out our little uh, contact form. They'll come okay. right to me. Um, we have an affiliate program too for people who, let's say you, uh, you're a content writer, you get people interested in SEO, but you really don't want to have your own agency. You don't want to have to like build something. Sure. Um, we have an affiliate program where we'll pay $250 for every lead that we close, okay. um, which for some people has become a pretty lucrative way to have a little side money. So um, yeah, that's another thing that we have here. Anyone who's just knows someone who wants to get SEO or PPC, mm-hmm. we also have a retail side of our, our brand. Um, so that allows us to have direct clients too. Okay. Very cool. Cool. Fantastic. So Michael, last question for you. How long did you ref in the uh, NBA? Just uh, only four games I was on during the strike season. So it was the preseason games. Um, but if you've never sat courtside, you never realize how big these guys are and oh, how yeah. fast they are. Right. <laughs> like I was running Paul Gasol. I don't know if you remember him, but yes, he used to I look do. like so slow right and he was playing for the lakers and i was like okay you know like i hand him the ball we start running down the floor and i'm like sprinting as fast as i can go and he's just you know staying right next to me and i'm like this guy used to look so slow on tv what do i look like on tv right now i'm probably like an idiot so it's crazy um, it is i think i think that's true with all professional athletes like you just it does not translate i had a I was at a mastermind event and one of the guys there was a former uh, New England Patriots lineman. And we were doing like these, like we're doing some sprints and stuff. And I was like, Oh, I can take this guy. Right. And I mean, he's like six, four, <laughs> 300 pounds. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can take this guy. And like his reflex and it's just, he was 10 yards before I even moved. Like it was just, it's just crazy how fast these guys are. Yeah. 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 Just every, I mean, even Kobe came up and shook my hand. I felt like I had little kid hands. His hand wrapped like three times around it's my amazing. hand. I'm five, right? I'm not a six, five, six, six. I'm not a small dude. Right. But yeah. the dudes yeah. just, they're yeah. different. They're just built differently than we are. Sure. I remember yeah. one just being like, Oh, their bone structure. I was just like, Oh, that's why I didn't play. Right. Like, yeah. They're just real humans. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. That's amazing. And you guys are the pros of SEO, Correct. Um, all that stuff. So yeah. it's a whole nother level. If you've not ever dealt with that level, you should check them out for sure. Absolutely. Brittany, do you have any parting thoughts or any last minute wisdom you want to give people, whether, whether it's 
you know, hiring you guys, working with you guys, or just you know, <laughs> wisdom to take with them as they build their online presence? Uh, try not to overthink it. You know, I think people spiral in their own thoughts way too much. So keep it simple, you know, mm-hmm. reach out to us if you have any questions. We're, we're definitely ones to just give advice. So if people are interested, you know, they can always reach out to us for that too. Very cool. Very Michael, cool. do you have any wisdom? I just have a question. Was Jonathan trying to set his uh, his backspace? Have you guys ever watched uh, Jalen and Jacoby, right, on ESPN? <laughs> That's what I, I feel like it kind of looks like. It's kind of dark. It's a little, like, what's back there, mysterious <laughs> stuff, right? Like, checking it out. Like, <laughs> you're like, I want to see what those books are, what jerseys he got. Oh, there. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, I keep yeah, it mysterious. Uh, <laughs> and we've got the logo over him right now, too, so that, yeah, yeah. that doesn't help. Um <laughs> No, I'm good. I appreciate it. This is so much fun, guys. I, I love Jalen. Yeah, I used to see that, Jalen Jacoby, until uh, you know ESPN just hit us with a, a slew of cuts last week. I mean, just <laughs> slashes left and right. Thank, thank yeah. you, Disney, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, one last look at site. You can find out more at 51blocks.com. Um, and where do they go on here once they get on this page? Book a demo? Yeah, book a demo. All right, so you hit the book a demo button. It'll pull up something. Fill it out. There it is. Fill it yeah, out, and absolutely. Uh, you'll get to talk to somebody. So you get. And if you don't, if you don't respond, they're going to keep sending you emails. I'm on, <laughs> I, I checked it out, so you are going to continue to get contacted. Yeah. So I'll get yeah. back as you should. So we'll definitely right, be well, posting this on our show page too for. Yeah, our listeners and uh you know sean and i work with kind of a different clientele uh sean's uh works he does a lot of coaching i'm in the industrial sector working with a lot of manufacturing companies but a lot of manufacturing companies i work with need a hell of a lot of help when it comes to marketing because they are yeah. way behind just yeah so, just their presence in general online yeah. they just need help absolutely so. You may have found a side income for Jonathan. Absolutely. Today. He's so. going to go spin up his agency right now. He actually just yeah. That's right. Work. That's right. I'm working up. I've got, I've got my blueprint right here in front of me. He's, he's, yeah, he's got his, uh, he's already submitted to 99 designs. For a little exactly. exactly. Yeah. The AI model. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A create agency. me a. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks um, so much. Appreciate you guys. This, yeah, is, thanks, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Hope you all have a great weekend. And uh, to all of our listeners, you can find us over persuasionbythepint.com. You can find us on all of our media channels, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it. We're there. And uh, Sean, any closing thoughts before we uh, before we close out? Have a good weekend. That's all I got. All right, guys. Take care. Have a great week. And uh, hey, stay on real quick. We want to talk to you before we... Uh, before we end up here.